you know. Yeah, I don't know. where's Denko? We don't Denko to sign on, I guess. I don't know. As usual. He's probably in New York somewhere. Fuck that. Over in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Fuck me, right? Like, like, what did I do? Yeah, fuck you, Nelson. <laughs> fuck you, puto. <coughs> I hope you suck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Motherfucker. You got hammered, dude. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you got hammered. <laughs> you suck it. Don't put any of this shit on fucking air. Nelson, stop. Bitch or something. <laughs> love you, homie. I love you too. <laughs> so it's good, man. It's a beautiful Sunday, man. It's great. Beautiful day at the beautiful day at the pumpkin patch with the baby boy and doing some Hallmark photos with, with Gabriel. You know. Gonna sell them to like the the highest bidder for like Hallmark or what's the what's the other one Hallmark or uh I don't know yeah did a, did a nice little photo op yeah man dude you should have been in that wagon dude <laughs> it's you a little photo op yeah that could have been like your profile picture man. You could have like sent it in the companies and that would have been like your headshot, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like gigs, man, off of that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck is uh where the fuck is Mickey? Mickey, where's Mickey? Where's Durko? Been on in a while. The last like couple round tables has just been like not a round table. Just been me and you. You know. Hopefully he joins in. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think when you go into some uh, EDM festival over upstate New York. I was like, what they don't have EDM festivals in West Virginia or Maryland? Nope. None none that anybody wants to go to. <laughs> Like, I've never traveled that far to go to an EDM festival. Like, I think that the furthest I've ever went to was Miami, but that was that was because it was Oscar, you know? It's like, and they only have it in Miami, so. Yeah. It's not like I drove all the way upstate New York to go to a festival. That's on him. But that's cool, whatever. He's been a traveling man, dude. He's going all over. I'm I'm proud of him, man. I'm, I'm California, New York, Colorado, Malibu, Malibu, Malibu. He, where was he just? Where? But where was he just recently? Uh, Jersey and New York. So That's right, bitch. You want something? What? <laughs> all night all night and the next morning 
Yeah, he's been all over the place, though, for real. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, he's living man. the dream. Networking, pushing a product out. Hey, he's living the dream, baby. You know, doing a little promotion. He's living the dream. For Zombie Squad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, October's here. Yeah, it came around quick, dude. It's like yeah. boom. It was it was like hot as hell for a while, and now like the fall hit, man. It's like great weather, dude. Like it's really nice for October. We have horror seasons coming up. Horror, baby, horror season. Uh, uh, that's cool. I'm excited for that. What binge watching some horror movies? Yeah. I mean Halloween's. I mean Halloween, man. Halloween's big. Halloween's like one. I mean, of just big. change of pace, you know, just something different like the fall is always comes like at a at an awkward time it's just like you know because you're just so busy in the summer and just i mean then, then you know COVID 19 hit and that kind of like crushed things for a while and now we're kind of getting back in the brew of things and and it's october going into the fall got some nice weather got a lot of outdoor activities and um and stuff like that so it's it's, it's pretty cool man i'm enjoying it are you excited for uh are you excited for virtual Zoom trick or treating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it, man. Yeah, just uh I mean Venmo Venmo everybody like a dollar for a candy bar or something. <laughs> it's all virtual, uh it's all virtual trick or treating, virtual Halloween. Listen, I mean I'm I'm on shutter, man. Like I've I've been I've been watching like how I've been watching horror movies, uh like it start it started it starts October first, man. It's just yeah, like, movies like all uh, October on AMC does like uh, thirty one days. Yeah, thirty one days of October. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out. I mean, even like some of the online streaming services, you know, have a lot of cool stuff. Like, uh, like Rob Zombie has done a lot of uh, horror movies, and a lot of his stuff has been. On some of their streaming services, um, that a lot of them are free, you know, because he's done a lot of like a lot of stuff, you know, that you just can't find um, on like Netflix or or something like that on the the main streaming services, yeah, like like Hulu and um, Netflix and um, what's the other one? Prime, Amazon Prime has a has a lot of movies on there, but I've been finding a lot of his stuff on some of these low budget streaming services. Like what? Tubi? Yeah, Tubi? like like Tubi TV and then they have like a couple of the free apps. Like Fest, I think is one of them. What is it? I think it's called like like Film Fest or something like that. It's like a it's like an indie it's a lot of indie films. Like a lot of horror indie films that haven't been released on Netflix and some of these uh, mainstreaming services. But it's cool. Like, like, I mean, it's bizarre, but Rob Zombie's like a weird dude. Rob <laughs> Zombie has great taste, dude. Like, yeah. Rob Zombie's entire inspiration for his body of work is because he, he actually, Rob Zombie was on Rob Zombie was on something. He was just talking about, like, he watched everything that he watched everything that was on TV. 
Like it, it, it was fun. It was fun listening to him. I forget what podcast he was on. It might have been on Joe Rogan, or it might have been on, um, or he might have been on. Um, oh God, this guy, this guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Nelson. Fucking Rob Zombie was talking about like you know channel the like the channel fifty four shit you know like growing up we would watch you know channel fifty four Fox forty five channel fifty channel fifty four DC twenty uh, and then there was DC twenty four DC had two channels twenty and twenty four and they would just show like these bizarre. Like the B movies, man. Like it was just like these obscure fucking horror movies, B movies, B B action movies, and B horror movies that that were cheap to buy for syndication, and they would and they would show them on um on these channels. And like that's the shit we grew up with. And what's unique is like maybe I don't think necessarily you and I are '80s kids because I was you were, we were both born in '80. So yeah. So I guess I guess kind of technically we're '80s kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. Right? I know. Right? Sorry. <laughs> 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 We're not even recording this stuff, dude. Don't even, don't even record it, because he's fucking this thing, this whole thing up. Bad. He's not. It's fantastic. This is such. This is such. This is such. I'll bleep him out. I'll fucking bleep him out. <laughs> dude, dude, just go to fucking bed. I'll bleep him out. Don't worry. No, don't Where's even. But where's your headphones? Just put your headphones in so he doesn't know what we're talking about. We're trying to do something professional here, and he's fucking this whole thing up. But where's your headphones at? Just put your headphones in so he can't hear us. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you start this shit. Like, don't even, don't even. We're not even. Um, we're not even. We're not even. Um, we're not even. What? We're not even gonna put the tape. Shut up. We're not even gonna put this on tape. So. <laughs> no one's used tape since the fucking nineties, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, dude, I'm not gonna. I'll... Man, this fucking guy's FaceTiming me right now. <laughs> this fucking douche, this doofus is FaceTiming me right now. Messing up my show. Yes, I declined your call, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm declined... outside. Fuck this. Huh? Huh? I'm gonna take this outside. Okay. I mean, we got to start this over, so I'll go somewhere. 
You're out there, and where were you at? You were in Rockville tonight. Yeah. That's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it was different. I mean, I was out in Western Maryland. Um, yeah, this is cool. I guess I could do it here. So, yeah, I was out in Western Maryland um, going on a camping trip with some guys from work, and we were just kicking it, you know, just – just talking about the job and just, just getting up because we're all on different shifts. Um, like we're all in different battalions. So it's just something that we've been doing like recently, like we went camping last year and uh, we went to a different spot this time. So he picked Brunswick, Maryland. And so afterwards, like my uncle lives in West Virginia. So I saw him and then like, I went over to Harper's Ferry, like, cause my buddy owns a barbecue a restaurant that he opened up. So I wanted to, I wanted to like have some food and just talk, talk shop with him for a while, but it was just so packed, man. Like you couldn't even find parking. So then I, another friend of mine lives in Hagerstown. So I drove out to Hagerstown and he lives on like two acres. Like, so and I haven't seen him in like 10 years. So it was just pretty cool. Just getting up with him and just kind of just shooting the breeze and just catching up for old times. And then, then I came to Rockville. So here, here I'm at right now in Rockville, Maryland. Um, so it's a relax, relaxing weekend. You know, something that I don't do often. Like I usually just work, work on music and, um, and just stay at home, you know. Like since the quarantine has happened or since uh, COVID-19 has happened, that's all I pretty much done was just work go home, work on, work on some tracks, uh, do the zombie squad cast, you know, whenever we do the round table or whatever. So it's just, I haven't really had time to, uh, just get away and just take a drive. You know what I'm saying? Like out in the country. So that was pretty cool. I haven't done that in quite some time. And I don't really come out to Maryland too often. Like when I do, it's either seeing my grandfather or, but not like way out in Maryland, you know? Like, it took me two hours to get there from Fredericksburg, Virginia. But it was just, like, a beautiful drive. It was, like, it was pretty sweet, you know. Because, I, I mean, the city the city is hectic and it's stressful. Like, I have a stressful job. Um, and just, you know, stuff like that. Um, just get my mind clear and just think about some things. And, like, I don't really have that opportunity to do. Cause I'm so busy, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm busy at home. I'm busy at work and I'm just tired. I work 36 hours straight sometimes. Yeah. No shit. So, yeah. You know, I have the time to just really get my head clear and just take a drive and just not think about stuff, you know? So that's pretty much what I did this weekend. And, and then when I go back, uh, you know, focus on music and up my studio and stuff that I want to do because I've been meaning to do that is straighten out my studio and getting that revamped because I'm always trying to revamp the studio and you know make it better and and stuff like that and move some things around um, clean it up a little bit and and start working um, on the next project is what I'm looking forward to yeah. always to the next game because I just <clears throat> I just finished up this track so I'm done with that. Um, I made lay down some lyrics to it, but I'm always on thinking about like the next project. So I have 
one project in the works and kind of tweaking with some ideas on that. So I'm just, I want to like focus on the next thing. And I got to get that projection screen. That's one of the things I have to do. I want to get that all set up. Like, remember we talked about it. We talked yeah. about getting the projection screen and, and like maybe do uh, like a rough. Hey, listen, I mean, rough, I think, you know, like production wise, I mean, dude, you got to think about, Okay, so there's something you want projected, mm -hmm. but but you know the venue that you're at, the venue that you're that you're DJing at, might have a might have a projector that could just project against you and the stage, and it doesn't have to be projected against a screen, but it it could be this abstract projection of whatever it is you want projected. But it could be projected against you and the gear and, you know, the brick wall behind you. It doesn't have to be perfectly projected against a white wall behind you or a white screen behind you. You know, you, <clears throat> I think, I think what a lot of people, you know, and, and you and I are guilty of this. You and I and Mickey are guilty of this. But we get, at first, we have gotten boxed in with this ABC. It's got to be done. ABC like this you have this idea there has to be this projection against there has to be this projection of this video against this white screen behind me but you know it uh, but then take that idea and just say like what if it wasn't as good but would it still work you know if you know let's say that someone had a projector you know let's say we were at a uh, Meriwether Meriwether What's the what's the place what's the place in um 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 uh, right outside Columbia, what's that? Uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion. Yeah, Meriwether, right? Yeah. No screens, no nothing, but it was this super powerful projector, and like you know, you were perform you were DJing at Meriwether, or you know there was a band playing at Meriwether, but there was a projector just projecting whatever it was, all their old music videos, say for example. But it was just projecting it on the stage and on and on that black curtain behind them and on them and on their gear, and it wasn't projected on a white wall perfectly. We did that with uh, remember Scotty did that music video. Yeah, imagine exactly. And it was just going against the wall that had a whole bunch of records. Um, exactly. Wall, and that's how we did it. And then we like it looked super cool. Yeah. Look, like when when we did the video, it was just like. When it came out, it was just like awesome, dude. Like you really have to do too much right. tweak. Yeah. As far as like post production, and it just came out like super cool. Like the there's like there's just weird shit. There's awesome. just, there's just weird. Some, I think it was some old cartoon that was on there. Something he had all sorts of shit, dude. Oh. He had, he had the, dude. He had he had reels of like 1930s cartoons, 1930s US. He had footage of, of those 1940s uh, 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 newsreels of World War II, you know, when we were, when, 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 when we invaded Germany and, and we were kicking the Nazis out and stuff like that. And it was all that news footage. It was all the highlights. But he had that on, he had that on 60 millimeter. And I, dude, I took all sorts of shit and I just spliced it. And I had one big fat reel. And I said, listen. I've got about an hour and a half now. And I just hit, and I just hit run on the projector 
And we just did take after take after take. And the way that it, it spliced in, the way that it spliced in, it was just a random different stuff. But within the cut of that 16 millimeter film, it was just, I just took all his reels and spliced it into one big fat reel and projected it against the wall. But it wasn't a perfect wall and it wasn't even perfectly projected. It was projected kind of like on a corner. So like you got a corner of a wall here and it was projected that way. Plus yet, plus there was a bunch of shit on the wall. It was a brick wall. And then we had thrown up, you know, all those records on the wall and then he was against it. It was projected on him. It was projected on those on those different vinyl covers and brick wall. And even the projection, even what was being projected now. And now in our case, now we have so much work. We could project Rogues. We could project Sinister. We could project all our previous music videos. We could project, you know, the 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 excess um, the excess and perfect commercials. We could ex we we could project all that shit. Through, through a projector, through a laptop, YouTube is on, you know, just repeat while you're DJing. But it doesn't have to be thrown against a perfect white screen. Uh, most venues you're going to be DJing at. If you're, you're going to DJ at, you're going to DJ at a Fredericksburg bar, bar and grill, okay? And you're there DJing. Nine out of ten venues have a built-in projector. And so then you hook your laptop or you, you, hook, you hook YouTube, you hook our YouTube up to that projector somehow through a laptop, HDMI, VJI, what, VGA, VGA, whatever. And, and, then, and then it's just pro projected. Now, perfect world, sure, it would be this flat white surface kind of off to the side of you and all our stuff's projected. You're DJing, it's this whatever. But if they don't have a fucking screen, who cares, man? Just project it onto your gear projected onto your stage just like we did just like with, we did that music video yeah. Yeah, with the music video i mean it came out it came out badass you know yeah it was, it was really cool man like the it just gave like this super duper cool effect to the music video when it was dark and it was just i don't know man it just worked out perfect in my opinion it worked out great so yeah i, I get what you're saying that you can just project it up against a wall and, and stuff like that. And it, it would still be like a cool effect to it, you know, rather than like the white screen um, that I was thinking about. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a quick, that's a really cool idea. And I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to think about rolling with that. Exactly. But like, well, you know, like, like the biggest thing for me is like, don't pump the brakes if n everything doesn't add up a hundred percent what you had in mind. Mm -hmm. If 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 the general consensus, if the general idea is still there, but it's like we don't have a white wall, and I'm like, okay, well then just make your projector a wider projection throughout the entire space of the stage. You know, like. There's nothing wrong with embracing, there's nothing wrong with embracing like, there's nothing wrong with embracing happy accidents. You get there, there's no screen. Fuck it. Just show it on the whole wall. Show it on the whole space that I'm in. Just project it. Yeah. But then, and then, and then, <clears throat> and then maybe if someone's going to shoot you, you know, film you, play with angles on that. 
you know, play with different angles. You know, and, 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 and then where, where you make it up with is like, okay, well, the projection's kind of jacked up, but it kind of looks avant-garde, abstract, artsy-fartsy, yada, yada, yada. But let's get like two cameras to shoot a wide and a close. At least we have multiple recordings and then we can start getting even more abstract and interesting as far as editing goes. And then so on and so forth. But, you know, yeah, man. I mean, like, listen, I think in the last couple of years, I've proven to you guys, as far as Zombie Squad goes, I've proven the fact that it doesn't have to be perfect. And in those imperfections is where some of the goodness comes out, in the imperfections, in the rawness, and like, this shit sucks. Well, doesn't that kind of make it kind of cool and, and, and different, though? Actually, yeah, it's... Like, and, and like, I've had people tell me once, you know, not a lot, but I've had people tell me like once or twice, dude, that was really cool what you did with that thing. I was like, that was a fucking accident. We did, dude, the shit didn't fucking work and we still rolled on it. The fact that you like it is like a saving grace, but that's like a happy accident. That is not what we intended at all. But we just ran with it because we had to, like, pull the trigger on this project, mm -hmm. whatever that project was. You know, like, <clears throat> you know, um, I mean, listen, below the rim, in my opinion, a lot of people that saw it thought it was really cool, really good, really in-depth, really, really interesting. And I'm like, dude, we were – we didn't know what the fuck we were doing on below the rim. Yeah, we didn't know, like, a, a lot of things that we didn't really have planned out, like – like some of the shoots and like it's footage of him playing basketball. Some of the subject matter, some, some of the, some of the subjects didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Exactly. And like, like we didn't know where we were going to film these basketball games at as well. Cause we talked about going to Rucker park and like that kind of got botched. And then, so we was like, dude, we just play, we're just going to film like any pickup game, whatever, which is just content, you know? And, like, we did some stuff over in College Park because he was just shooting around, just practicing. And we just got that as content because we wanted to get actual live games that he was playing in. So, remember, yeah. we LC Pier? Yeah. And just, and like, Dude. he just and jumped and in. at the end of the day. And but at the end of and, and that was, that exactly. was. Exactly. And, you know, like, we didn't know that there was a league going on that if he could even play, you know, mm -hmm. per se. He kind of could, and he did. He did. He kind of he kind of could, and he did. And there was a there was a lot of headbutting, and there was a lot of there was a lot of issues when it came to, I guess, creative control when it came to below the rim. But at the end of the day, there was a finished product there, and there was people that saw it. And then it's just it's like look. We had something kind of planned. We had something kind of in mind. We got about 50% of what we had in mind and planned. And 50% was just happy accidents. We filmed everything. And then when it comes to editing, you kind of sit back and be like, okay, keep this, keep this, keep this, keep this, cut all this out. And then it's like, okay, now look at the length. And it's like, okay, play with the length, kind of trim it down. You know, people are not looking for three minutes, but people are not looking for an hour. So let's kind of keep it to like 10. 
or 15, maybe 20. Uh, I can't get rid of this. Maybe I can get away with 20 on this episode. I can get away with 15 on this episode and get away with 10 on this episode, whatever. There was a lot of uh, dramatic scenes that, that we caught that was like live on tape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and there was a lot, and there was a lot of like raw, there was like a lot of raw, unintentional, raw, personal, you know, gravitas there but at the same but then there was that okay listen what is this really about is this about like you know for lack of a better word is this about you know real world bullshit or is this like the real world reality show bullshit or is this like about real what's the agenda he's he wants to make a d-league and then he wants to move and then and then following that goes from D-League to whatever the fuck. And, yeah. he, and, and, and we got a couple of D-Leagues in there, but it's like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of average Joes out of pocket doing what they can do to like pull off <laughs> whatever the fuck it was we were trying to pull off. And we put together, we put together something kind of reminiscent of that, of that, you know, Average American Joe and American American horror story, <laughs> American real life, American struggle story, that American underdog story. And you know, just because there was too much, there was there was just too much creative difference, and there was too much financial difference, and there was too much what's the word? Uh, taking it seriously difference, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Never, I was never, at the, like, is this? Are you really going to take this thing like on a serious level? I mean, is this going to happen? And I was kind of like, are you are you seriously going to pursue uh, the NBA? I mean, is this a real thing when we're filming? Because like, I didn't I didn't know like what his potential was as a basketball player and athlete. Yeah. Because like I didn't spend enough time with him, so good. He, he brought this project project over to me, and 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 like I sat down with Keith and we're and we're talking. I was like, so how how real is this thing? How how realistic is your goals? Like like how committed are you to pursue the NBA? Like if you're serious, one hundred ten percent, like no BS. I'm all for it, dude. Like I'll spend the time and, and help you help you with the project and go over there and film and, and help you edit or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you did. We you were know, living we were we were living together pretty much the, the the whole entire time from from fucking from day one rolling on camera to 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 the last episode. I think the last episode being cut and uploaded to the channel now. Mm -hmm. I think I was deployed by the time the last episode premiered. Yeah. Or as you say, premiered, published, <clears throat> released on YouTube. But and I think it ended great because he did try out, even though he didn't make it. But that was, that's what our goal but the was. The thing is, the thing I mean, is, his goal was to film it and to see if he was going to make it or not. Your goal, your goal is to try out for D Leagues. My goal is to document that. Exactly, and that's what now, we did. Let me, I want to watch. I want to watch the. I want to watch the edit of this. I'm like, dude, fucking 
play basketball, try out for basketball, trust, trust the filmmakers. If you don't, if you don't trust us, we call it quits. I'm not doing this fucking, you know, you, you have to, you have to approve every 30 fucking seconds of every goddamn, you know, clip I fucking film. I'm not playing that game. <clears throat> and then, you know, he wanted to jump into like a whole nother financial thing and a whole nother, nother investment thing. And I made him sign deal memo after deal memo after release after release. And I'm like, listen, this is on that. I was on that Tiger King level before Tiger King even came out. I said, I'm going to make sure I'm protected as a filmmaker. All you have to do is stop fucking around and play ball and try out on D leagues. The, leave the rest of it to us. We'll document this thing. And, and, and if all goes well, it'll get picked up by ESPN 30 for 30 and blah, 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 blah and fucking all this other bullshit. You know, what is it? Spock Sportsnet, uh, Fox Sportsnet, Fox Sports Zone, whatever the fuck. Who gives a shit? Whatever. Anyway, just dude. But then it was like, but then it was like, oh man, I got to go. I got to go teach tennis to a client. So, you know, uh, oh no, I'm going to cancel, but I can't afford to do this. But wait a minute. I can't afford to do this, so I got to go teach this client. And I'm like, bro, make up your fucking mind, man. Make up your mind, dude. Yeah, he should have been more committed to the project, you know, as far as pursuing him. You got to be committed to something. You know, like. I couldn't agree. You got to put all that stuff aside, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you got on. If you're focused on anything, like. Um, like if I'm training for something, for instance, like I'm totally 100% focused on that. Or if I'm pushing for a promotion exam, I'm 110% focused on that thing. Dude, if you I'm- remember, you remember fucking, you know, Arnold Classic. Like when I was when I was deployed, you went to Arnold Classic. You trained. You fucking grappled. You wrestled. You fucking trained for like I don't know, maybe a month or two, and then you went to you went to Arnold. You got silver, and I was like, I wasn't there. Nobody filmed nothing. All I got is three pictures of it. All I got is three stills. Okay, I get I get home from deployment and it's like, dude, we're going to Arnold Classic and Brian and and Brian was like, dude, they're doing kettles in the same room. Do that. And do, uh, oh, okay. So granted, I'm more technically adverse in film and TV. I can set I I can put I can glue a magnet to a GoPro. I can set a GoPro on me doing kettles. I can set a GoPro on you guys doing sambo. GoPro here, GoPro that. Whole whole freaking day covered and filmed. I spliced that together later. <clears throat> but like we went, we trained kettles, we trained sambos. You guys competed silvers and golds. I competed in kettles, golds. The next year, did the same thing. And the next year, did the same thing. And the next year, did the same thing. We filmed and competed. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Balin doesn't have the expertise to fucking film or do anything. I mean, you know, he suffers from whatever attention deficit disorder he suffers from. And, you know, he can barely, you know, hold a conversation with somebody, but the guy can play ball. And could the guy have nailed a D league? Yes. But the thing is, here's the biggest, here's the biggest hit. Here's the biggest hit in below the rim. He, he did not make the final cut on a D league. And he stalked the fucking head coach of that D-League the whole rest of the day. He, he followed the guy to a fucking little bistro and then wanted to talk to him for an hour. And the guy's sitting there like, dude, I already made my fucking cut. You can sit here for seven hours and try to talk me out of it. You're not going to do that. 
already when 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 Balin wasn't doing the math. Balin wasn't doing the math. You got to go to seventeen more fucking D League tryouts. Yeah, he went to what one? Well, as far as the universe is concerned, he only went to two. He did the Seventy Sixers, which is in Delaware, and he did uh, whatever the fuck the New York Knicks is. Uh, D-League is. I can't remember the name of the team, but he did the Knicks' D-League and he did uh, the 76ers, which is uh, a team that has a similar name, a number. There's a basketball team with like a number name. Okay. So, so he did two. He, as far as the show, he told me he did two others prior. He he went to some D league in Texas. So I mean, why didn't he? Um, in in saying that that didn't work out, like I think he should have pursued it even further and kind of and went overseas. And but then he, a lot but of then, people but on, succeed. But on Facebook, but on Facebook, he went back to the 76ers. And somehow he got picked to do that the three the three the the free throw fucking thing during halftime, and he did it. And I think he won like five hundred bucks. Really? During the halftime of the Seventy Sixers game. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. It, but, dude, you're hassling the Seventy Sixers to change your mind on a cut. What would be the most simplest option? Just keep chasing all these different D-League tryouts. That's the simplest option. Train, try out. Train, try out. Train, try out. No, I'm going to hassle this general manager of this D-League team. I'm going to hassle this head coach of this other D-League team. Like, dude, it doesn't you're – you're not going to win. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. It's like trying to talk to my fucking dog. Stop begging me for food. You're not going to win. Go to just try out and try, train, try out, train, try out, train, try out. Mm -hmm. I could try to sell this. I could, dude, I'm not going to take my script to Spielberg. He shoots it down. I have no interest in this whatsoever. I'm not going to keep fucking texting him, calling him. Change your mind, Spielberg. Change your mind. No, I'm not going to change my mind. I have no interest in doing this whatsoever. Okay. I'm going to take the same script and I'm going to send it to 40 fucking people. You're going to get a hit. If you keep training and trying out, training, trying out, training, trying out, training, trying out. D-League 76ers has a tryout the next year. Show up again. Dude, I remember you from last year. You were fucking good. We didn't, we didn't, we, we, we cut you last year, but um, try out, man. Because I liked your spunk last time, but we, we weren't looking for like this fast what are they called? What what was Muggsy Bose's uh, position? A forward or a fucking whatever the fuck? I don't know. I don't know sports. But you know, Muggsy Bowles just ran under people's fucking legs, man. Yeah. And and that's what that's what Balin, that's what Balin was good at. Balin was good at that. One and John Stockton wasn't that tall either, man. He was seeing he he was phenomenal. But the thing, but the thing is, dude, like you and show up. Height, um, Jock Stockton, probably around the same height, and JJ Belayler, yeah. But listen, man, but if you showed up the next year, if 
for that team's tryout. Dude, I remember you from last year, man. You were good. I had my eye on you. I remembered you. Because these fucking guys remember everybody. They, did, they, they, they cut you last time. But you showed up the next year. You came back. Like no more when he kept showing up for talking tryouts. It kept getting... <laughs> Who did? Happy Gilmore. <laughs> kept up. What? He was asking the coaches, like, why'd you cut me? <laughs> Dude, like, stop asking me why I cut you and, just, and, and go train. Train and come back to the next tryout. Train and come back to the next tryout. Dude, I've been doing this film thing forever. I go to I go to an audition, I get shot down. So be it. Yeah, it's just like when you, you used to make your films in the film festivals. You know, if you get if you get hit, submit them to all of them. Yeah, just just keep trying, and you know they have film festivals every year, and just keep submitting your um, your films to them and your project. But but even better, but even better in Balin's case, man, like. You can only submit a film so much. You and I, we shoot, you and I, we shoot a fucking film, Fear This. You know, we shoot a film, a short film called Fear This. I'm submitting it to film festivals. We completed editing in 28, uh, let's say, let's say we completed editing in 2020. I can submit to all the film festivals in 2020. Maybe 2021. Yeah. I, by, by late 2021, Definitely by 2022, they're like, you already submitted to us. You're done. And it's like, okay, make another movie. But with being a fucking athlete, you can go back and you can fucking try out the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. But it's like, dude, you can't just fucking try out for four D leagues and then hassle the fucking head coach. You got to try out for 40 different fucking D leagues every year until you get fucking picked by a fucking team. Yeah. No, keep I, training. Keep training. Keep training. Keep doing your drills. Keep training. It's every day. And plus, he's a professional tennis, fucking professional tennis coach. So he's good at fucking doing the drills. He's got the speed. He's got the mobility. He's got the maneuverability. And then he's got a fucking basketball court just on the other side of where he's got the tennis court. So he goes over there. Two to three, two to three hours after he's done working as a professional tennis coach. Mm -hmm. All day, every day. I got a, I, I got a D league tryout on the seventeenth. I got a D league tryout on the first. I got a D league tryout on the twelfth. I got a D league tryout on the on the thirty on the thirtieth. D league tryout here. D league tryout here. Go to all of them. You didn't make the cut. Go back. Drill. Train. That's it, man. You're not going to get you're not going to get added to the team if you stand outside and wait and hassle the fucking guy. You're wasting time. You're wasting fucking time. I was a time management guy. My whole fucking life it was was time management. What would make more sense for me as an actor to go to one audition today in person, drive an hour out there, sit there for an hour, audition for 15 minutes, drive an hour back, or sit here in my dungeon with a decent camera, decent lighting, white backdrop, and do seven video self-submits a day. What's my, what's my average? What's my, what's my per capita? What's my average percentile of booking a gig? 
train, drill, D-League tryout. Stop fucking hassling the guy. I got all that on tape, and, I, and that was in the dock. And as far as the whole dock goes, he claimed he talked to the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. He sat down with the guy and, and, and was like, you know, grilling him about whatever. He claimed that he had that one basketball mat, uh, uh, he, he claimed that at a, a Washington Square Park, 4th Street, corner of 4th Street, that he had a couple of those uh, uh, basketball games that we didn't, that we missed because of the Metro. He claimed, he claims that he has, two, he had two other D leagues, but had I added that still, that's only four D leagues, an in-person conversation with the general manager of Brooklyn Nets and some games we didn't film. That that's a total. It was a bunch of games we filmed that that was in there and he fucking smoked them. He smoked them. But these are some fucking, you know, old heads, you know, on the corner on, on, on the corner block in New York. It's not a D-League tryout. Yeah. You know, and it's like, dude, do you want this documentary? Do you want this documentary to be like Kevin Nash's documentary? Or do you want this documentary to be that like that LeBron's documentary that came out like uh, LeBron James documentary that came out, I think, in 03 or 02? Because I was in college when that shit came out, and they were they were playing that shit on on repeat on ESPN when I was in college at Towson. Every time I go to the fucking bar, there's a game on, game on, LeBron's James documentary, game on, game on. Every fucking night, I went out, I went out to the bars in, in Towson. Do you want it to be like that documentary? I do, man. I do, man. I know I got it. You have no high school ball history. You have no college ball history. You have no pro ball history. You do not have the backing like Steve Nash does for his documentary. You have no backing like LeBron James does as far as a fucking basketball career. You're a tennis coach. I think you're a good basketball player. So within the documentary, make it about the struggle. Show the scabs. Show the blood, show the tears, show the sweat, show the anxiety and the frustration, show the lack of sleep, show the delirium, because you don't have anything those guys have, except for, and I will admit this, raw ability. You are a damn good basketball player. So drill, train, try out. Drill, train, try out. Drill, train, try out. I don't like when you're, I don't like, I don't like this cut. I don't like that. Dude, fuck off. Don't worry about the fucking documentary. Worry about the ending of it. Don't worry about the fucking first episode or the second episode. Worry about the, worry about the last 10 minutes of the last episode. I got you covered. I'm not, I don't want to make an asshole out of you because that's going to make an asshole out of me and no one's going to want me to do a documentary on them. But if all you give me is asshole shit and then you quit, like the last fucking episode, he's like, maybe I'm thinking about MLB now. And the second to last episode was like a whole fucking commercial for his tennis club. And then the last episode, he's like, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about MLB because I'm a really good baseball player. And I'm like, I just sat there, just record and let him talk. I cut it. I, I left it in. I didn't cut it out. I left it in. And then... 
and then he started like trying to ch change stipulations on about on, on about like what I can film. And, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm not interested anymore, dude. I think this documentary, I think the documentary that I have speaks for itself. And here, and here we are eight years. No, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. We filmed it in, in 2012. Well, we started, in, we started in 2012. We finished we finished early 2014. So six, here we are, six years later. Nothing's fucking changed. Yeah. And he, and he hasn't gone to any tryout since. I honestly, I don't know and I don't care. I know for a fact he doesn't play D League ball. I know for a fact he doesn't play pro ball or semi pro ball in any way, shape, or form. He doesn't play amateur ball. He's, as far as I know, he's a professional tennis coach. That's it. And and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. That's fucking fantastic. He's a professional, he's a professional athlete, by the way. End of story. He's a professional athlete. I mean, why didn't he try to go pro tennis? I don't know. I don't know. That never even fucking came up. It was bad, it was it was fucking it was basketball and and in the last five minutes of the in the entire doc, it was baseball. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I mean, I thought, I think it was a great, I, th and, and at the end of the day, dude, he works for himself, you know, he's a self-employed professional athlete. He's probably bringing in Buku bucks. He's, I think as far as I know, he's successful. I don't, I haven't spoken to him in years. So be it. And, and, and I'm proud of below the rim from beginning to end. It is what it is. But I mean, it could have been it could have been a Steve Nash, LeBron James thing, and it ended up being like a Tiger King for ended up being like a Tiger King thing, you know, no murders. There's there is an episode there is an episode that got pretty fucking like, you know, hot and heated. Yeah. But no murders were actually committed, and uh, you know, no crimes were committed. So. But I mean, like, it, it's kind of like on that fucking, you know, that nonsensical, like, out of the fucking blue kind of like Tiger King shit, where it's just like, yeah. So, like, he got a little crazy on some of those episodes. He did. You know, he did. I mean, and I, of a lunatic in, in, in some of the episodes. Like, he did. So. He did, and he also got heated because, like, you and Don, uh, you and Mickey were involved, and I'm like, like, as far as like substance goes, there's not much substance with just you. Listen, you know, Techfall is my partner. He's a second cam op. He is a second driver. He is a partner pretty much generally in all aspects of where I was then and still now. I'm not going to fucking lug around all this fucking, I'm not going to fucking follow you by myself, man. Like I'm, uh, I'm just going to shoot the shit on my fucking iPhone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, was I was driving everybody to uh, different locations and, you know, different, different scenes and different basketball. Courses we both were. And, and so forth, you know, like we were taking turns, 
um, doing that and, and getting footage here. And, and you and, and you and and you had that you had that camera and you were you were like the second cam op. And it was yeah. just like it was like a two camera operation. And I told him I was like, listen, if it wasn't for it wasn't for tech, this wouldn't be a fucking professional like two camera fucking setup. You got you have a fucking lav on you, and two cameras, and I'm able to like, you know, do TV TV quality editing because I've got a partner here, shooting shit. Oh man, you know it just needs to be you and me, man. It just needs to be you and me. And I'm like. Why? But you're so, but, but then, but then it got to be like with some of the stuff in front of the camera, he was just so bland. It was like, Hey, Chris, man, I would have you jump in and be like, Chris, what's going on, man. And it, it kind of turned and, and it was like that, was, but really below the rim, it also on top of all that below, rim, below the rim was kind of the epicis, the, 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 the Genesis, the uh, kind of like the, the beginning formulas for zombie squad. Mm-hmm. It was like this, like this travel, like, tell me everything that you do in your life. We're going to cover all that. T- you know, you know, all the shit that I do in my life, going to cover all that. We want to go do more shit. We're going to cover all that. What does Mickey do? Going to cover all that and more travels, gigs, training, fitness, take every little tiny ink. You know, every little, every single little bit, bit thing that they're doing on YouTube. And that is, I mean, I'm not into fucking, you know, Lord of the Rings or anything. So I'm not going to do like magic, magic, the gathering card games. And, uh, and, and, you know, we're not doing like chess episodes or anything like that. But it's like, we, we, like to, we love to travel. We love to explore. We love to do road trips. We love to film shit, filming, filming music. Okay. Movies, music, traveling. Fitness, working out, maybe some competitions, military, former military, firefighter. Um, what else? Oh, uh, you know, Don with his EDM shows and 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 and, and his travels and, and all that stuff. And this is just like, what's next on this episode? Probably something different or a continuation of the same. But it's but but of course you know that 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 uh, that that age old saying. Like uh, that screenwriters, there's this age old saying for screenwriters, write what you know. Well, we documented what we know. We, we didn't start delving into, uh, you know, twitching RPG games. Like that shit's boring to me. I, I would never even play RPG games. I'm not going to twitch the shit. I like, you know, I, I like first person shoot em ups and I started doing a little bit of that, but I wasn't getting any traction. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to do too much. Let me focus on like, the, the the ABCs, not the DEFs, but let me just focus on the ABCs. You know, film, film first, and that's acting and crewing and gigs and traveling, and then friends and family. And then it was the same with you. Music, you started delving into some acting, and then as a as a whole, we all started delving. And I lost you. Is your video gone? Lost your video, Holmes. There you go. But, but then we started delving into some acting. We started delving into some podcasting. We started delving. But it all kind of stayed within the, the grandiose realm of what we already doing. But Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know, with, with Below the Rim, it's like, dude, is, is this about, like, your journey to make a D-League team? Or is, it, or is this also a commercial for your tennis club and now you're changing to basketball? And is this about... 
starting a business? Is this a, what is what the fuck is this even about? And so at the end of the day, I was like, it's just about all of it. And he didn't want all that. He told me to film it. And then he didn't like what I did. And I'm like, don't worry about what I'm doing. Worry about what you're doing to make what I'm doing better. Yeah, exactly. And he did not. And he failed or he quit. He didn't fail. He just quit. That was the ultimate failure was his quit was his quitting. But if you don't fucking make the cut on the 76ers, try out for the the 87ers. That, that's what it was. So the 76ers is Philly's team. Mm-hmm. 1776. 76ers D-League is the 87ers, I think. 87ers? Yeah, it seems to me that he just kind of he just kind of gave up on it, you know. And then like we never talked to him again after that. He didn't he didn't like how the documentary came out. He was pissed off about it. And then he kept sending me texts about like, okay, I want I want as much raw footage as I can get because I want to put a scout tape together. I already made him two scout tapes. I said, okay, no problem. You need to buy the hard drive. You need to buy like a little passport, like a little, uh, you know, a little something, something about this size. And I can throw all the footage on that. You need to fucking buy it. You need to have it sent to me. I'll load it up. And then I will FedEx it, FedEx to you, FedEx it to you out of pocket. I will FedEx it to you, but you need to buy the hard drive and you need to send it to me. The only thing I'll pay out of pocket is after it's filled up, I wrap it up, box it up, and I FedEx it to you. I will do that. Crickets. Then I'm deployed in Kuwait and he finally sends me a text like, okay, I'm ready for that. I'm like, dude, everything's in storage, man. I'm deployed with the military, man. I'm overseas. I won't be back for a year. I'll shoot you a text when I get back in town. Crickets. I get back in town. I send him a text. Crickets. Hey, fuck it, man. He's over it. And this is all his fault. Yeah. Like, I'm not chasing you. I'm not going to chase you, dude. This is a collaboration. This is not a competition. And this is not an, and this is not a, uh, this is not a dictatorship. This is not a competition. And this is not a fucking employment. This is a partnership. This is a collaboration and a partnership. And I know what I've already done on my end. All you got to do is go on fucking Amazon or bestbuy.com or whatever the fuck it was at the time. Buy an item and in the delivery address, put my address. Problem fucking solved. Never was done. You can do that. You can do that shit from your freaking phone right now. While you're on Zoom, tech, you could buy a hard drive and ship it to me within sixty seconds. Yeah, absolutely. How fucking how? how and, and it was it was that simple. Yeah, six years ago, it was that simple. It's not that fucking hard. Lazy. Stubborn, regressive, not progressive, regressive mentality, lazy mentality, stubborn mentality. And then he just quit pursuing it. 
Yeah, I'm sure you oh, maybe I can get this footage and then maybe I'll get somebody else to fucking cut it for me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you do. Here's what you need to do to get it from me. I'm not I'm not gonna buy some, I'm not gonna buy a hard drive. I'm not gonna give you one of my hard drives, and I'm not gonna buy one for you. Because if I wrap that up and I went on UPS or even USPS, and you know, it probably lays less, less than a pound. So I put it in a padded envelope and say I set I say I set it to two pounds on USPS for standard standard ship standard mail whatever the fuck it called whatever the fuck it's called i think it would come out to five bucks for me to ship it to them and then i would pay that with paypal i'd print it out i'd tape it to the package i throw drop it in the mailbox the mailbox that mail that blue mailbox on the corner of the street five bucks and he would have gotten it in two days maybe three that's that's just stubborn ego, lazy douchebaggery. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what else to say, man. But like, dude, that's like a perfect term to say, man. Douchebaggery. I like it. Douchebaggery. Yeah. So, whatever, yeah. I, dude. I lost. I. Lost. I mean, it shows that he didn't really. He didn't really care. Like if he would have had any type of ambition, he would have, like, like you said, he would have went out to um, numerous D leagues and submitted all his stuff overseas, dude, and like really pursued it, you know. Dude, and he had to act it. It's you a ten-hour drive. It's a ten-hour drive to Canada. If you want it, there's so many different D leagues in Canada. Straight up, dude. He he sandbagged it, dude. The whole thing. I mean, he really did. But look at the road trip that we plotted out. It took me two days to plot out the whole fucking road trip. I mean, and that was 16 days we were on the road. He could plot out. He could plot out a road trip to go to certain. If you look at all these different D leagues and all their different tryout dates, mm -hmm. and you and and you could see a pattern forming. Okay, and then you start connecting the dots. You could start in August up here and end up down here in October. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't think that he was, he was taking it that serious because um, like he was never in like a serious league before that. You know what I'm saying? Like they had that league that we went to in Chelsea and he was, he really wasn't in a serious league that was in a competition and they played, they played, they practiced every day and they played, uh, games, you know what I'm saying? Because we went, went to it, you went to Chelsea. That? We went to Chelsea Pier. Remember that, bro? He that wasn't even a D league, dude. That wasn't even a league. Talking, that was I'm, like I'm just that was like about, that was like a basketball club. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and like, he, he wasn't was, even he wasn't he wouldn't even he wasn't even serious about trying out for that. Exactly. He wasn't even in a basketball league. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. Right. A serious basketball league. That's right. that's that's what I'm getting at. Like he wasn't even doing that. Like, and he lived in New York. Like, dude, yeah. you could have gone into, you could have gone into one of these leagues, like on a regular, yeah. like KB, and just and been practicing and playing games with them the whole time, and just had you could have got some intern to film it. You know what I'm saying? 
And dude, Craigslist. I mean, at yeah. the time, Craigslist. He'd be like, dude, I'll give I'll give you fifty bucks if you film this game. <laughs> or whatever. But he made like fifty bucks per tennis lesson. Like I, I don't know what he was making then. He's got a whole business now. And and I and and personally, honestly, dude, and, and there's and there's no there's no there's no there's no hard feelings now because I have a documentary out of it. Yeah. But I think the whole documentary really, truly was the, what he wanted out of the documentary, truly, was this whole 17-hour version of a commercial for his, for his fucking his, uh, tennis business. And, and that's fine. That's fine because... I don't know. I think that should have just he should have just went on if that's what his mo was gonna be and just pursue that, you know. Sure. Like if that's all it's gonna be and you're not in your half ass in this basketball thing, then why are you wasting our time? You know, like what's the point if you're not serious and you're only gonna try out for for two teams that that yeah. we know of, you know that's confirmed through uh, through the documentary, like. Dude, you're wasting our time. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. I even brought that up. I'm like, dude, we should just focus on the tennis club for the first season. We can do a whole web series. We can do a whole web docu docu series for like the next couple of years. But maybe we should just focus on this whole tennis thing. He goes, no, man. NBA. NBA. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? But are you serious about this, dude? Because every time we fucking link up, it's some bullshit with you. He goes, no, nah, man, NBA. I mean, D-League is just a stepping stone to the NBA. I'm like, dude, you're like 34. Nah, yeah. man. Nah, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. D-League uh, is just a stepping stone. NBA. But you have this tennis thing that might. And really, that's but really what I was telling him that it should be really ended up it being. But there were episodes that made him look terrible. You're not going to fucking look me dead in the eye and say, film this. And then you get on a phone and you start screaming and yelling and borderline threatening somebody. And then when you see in the documentary, you get pissed about it and you start threatening this and that with me. And I'm like. Dude, I have the full raw footage. Not only do I have a deal memo signed with you and I have a release signed with you, but I have the full take, the full video take where you look dead center in the lens and you say, film this. This shit's going to be good. Film this. This shit's going to be good. What? I'm going to slice you up, boy. And it's like, and then you don't want nah man that was just for us man for us to do what sit in a jerkle circle jerk and fucking watch it and just jerk off on each other like the footage was just for us the fuck am i gonna do with this footage just for us it's for the documentary you fucking idiot like act accordingly i don't know what to tell you act accordingly a great man once said a great man once said, go about your life as if you're the hero in a movie. Think about it. Cameras are on you all the time. 
remember cc cameras security cameras ring, the ring on the front door you know the ring that little fucking doorbell with the camera everybody's got a ring on the fuck cc cameras fucking uh security cameras street corner cameras everything everyone's filming you on a cell phone everyone's filming everything on a cell phone so with that in mind lead your life like you're the like you're captain america in a marvel movie lead your life that way handle your business that way treat people that way love your family and your kids that way in work in business in art as if you're the hero in a movie because nowadays motherfuckers are pulling their cell phones out and there's cameras on every corner of a fucking street man and every homeowner i think nine out of eight, eight out of ten homeowners have a goddamn ring doorbell with a camera lead your life like lead your life like you are the hero of a movie act that way act accordingly act accordingly you knew there you even looked at me dead in because i was filming him i was filming him he was talking about something and his and his phone starts going off he goes oh definitely get this definitely get this and then he starts ripping this kid a new one and he doesn't like that footage in the fucking dock and i'm like at this point i don't care like as a documentarian, man, like I have to tell the truth. I'm not going to be a docutainment filmmaker. Not with this. This is not docutainment. Rogues and Sinister is docutainment. Because Rogues and Sinister is shot like a documentary or a, or a crime or a crime docu series, but it's based on fictional sci-fi comic book material. So that so Rogues and Sinisters documentation below the rim is a documentary web series. It's a documentary, and you, you, he knew my artistic he knew my artistic filmmaking agenda is document this entire journey. Yeah, and now we're over here at a fucking tennis court talking about opening, you know, uh, uh, locking down real estate to run a tennis club and i'm like when the fuck is the next d-league tryout for basketball what the fuck is this tennis shit well well my well i'm like all right dude yeah this dude that, that we did that we wait dude that was a huge waste of time dude i'm not even gonna lie remember the whole the whole fucking day at night in front of that building oh, and he was talking to Andre Agassi and his car dies. That was such a waste of time, bro. <laughs> and, and like, and like, and like somehow you and I ended up with like a four day weekend. And so I called him up and I'm like, Hey dude, uh, we got nothing to do. What are you doing this weekend? He's like, I'm free all weekend. Like, hey, we're just going to drive to Jersey. And then he starts yelling at me, like, you didn't bring your film gear? And I'm like, I had no plans on filming this because we're also friends. I had no plans on coming up here to film shit. He goes, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, am I filming you 24-7? Because if I'm filming you 24-7, then that shit's going to dock. And we all know what you do behind closed doors. You know? 
Let's not get this shit fucking twisted. If I'm filming you 24-7, so, okay, no problem. So that night, it was, uh, what was it? That night, it was uh, that bullshit out in, front of, uh, out in front of that property he was trying to lock down. I don't think he ever <laughs> did. But it was this whole, it was this whole uh, call to action to Andre Agassi about, like, investing in his tennis club. Yeah. And then the next morning was the whole threatening phone call he made out to, like, this former partner to not steal his business. And then he's pissed off. I fucking kept it in. And then, uh, oh, and also, not to even get into, like, another batch of bullshit, but, like, he was a former manager of Mickey and Javon and their whole, like, reggae, ragatan, hip-hop group, whatever the fuck it was. And then he's on, and then he's like, oh, film this. And he's doing, like, this, imp he's doing, like, this terrible impression. <laughs> he's doing, like, actually, it wasn't terrible. Actually, it was... It was it was phenomenally hilarious impression of Javon and his and Javon's terrible lack of business acumen and professionalism and account and, and accountability on Javon's part. But he was doing this whole impression. He was doing this whole like skit as Javon. And he's pissed off I kept it in. And I'm like, of course I fucking kept it in. Cause you told me to. <laughs> <laughs> you told me. You were pissed off I came up there for a shits and giggles weekend. You were pissed off I came up there with no camera equipment. So I think I had my phone and your phone, and we filmed them the best we could. And then he's pissed off I kept it in, but you were pissed off that I might not have shot shit. So then I, I, so then I did shoot shit, and now you're pissed off. Oh, that was just for us. Like, what am I going to – what do you mean just for us? What do you mean just for us? Well, you can watch it like you watch a movie at home. I'm like, a movie that I watch at home is a movie that everybody watches at home. I don't have, I mean, I have home movies now. Now that I'm a daddy, I have videos of Gabriel, which are probably going to end up being a zombie squad episode anyway. Because look at that kid. Kid's a fucking superstar. So, you still awake? You you crashing? No, no, I'm good. Yeah, so, yeah. That whole thing when we went up there, I, I don't know, man. I thought it was kind of a waste of time because he was just bullshitting. You know what I'm saying? But like, dude, but look, was, what are we? I was like, what are we doing? But at the end of the day, like I cut it together so beautifully. I, in my opinion, and you can disagree with me if you don't. If you don't think it came out good. If you, if you really still think of it as a waste of time. But I made it worthwhile. In my opinion. No, no. I mean, I mean for, for, for documentary uh, quality and stuff like that was great. But I'm talking about just his his thing of like, like what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Because he didn't really have any direction. Yeah. Like, he had this, this long-ass letter that he was reciting. I'm like, dude. Andre Agassi. Exactly. It was like my niece. I call her Babushka. What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I didn't really know what direction he was going into with that. And then the whole thing with the department store, like, like, because we went out there and we, we were expecting, like, oh, bro, we were, we were expecting 
some toward some type of accommodation, you know, like we thought that we were set. So when he introduced us to this department store that was abandoned, and he's like, "This is where you guys are staying." I'm like, "What? Are you serious, bro?" Okay, so the view. So for the viewers' education, so uh, okay, so. It was like a Peebles. If anybody remembers what a Peebles was, or uh, or uh, what, oh, what the fuck was that that thing called? TJ, not TJ Maxx, or maybe a TJ Maxx. It was like or, an abandoned, huh? Or like a JC Penny. It was like an abandoned JC Penny. Abandoned? No, it wasn't. Montgomery Ward. Yeah. Best example. If anybody remembers what a Montgomery Ward was, or a Peebles. Maybe not so much a JC Penny because JC Penny's and Marsh, uh, JC Penny's nine times out of ten are like in malls. This was not a mall, this was a huge strip, strip mall. So it was like a strip mall. So back in the day, those was Montgomery Wards, Peebles, maybe like a Ross or a TJ Marshall's, mm -hmm. TJ Maxx, yeah. Marshall, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Ross. It was like an abandoned one of those. And he was trying to secure this property so he could set up table tennis and uh, maybe some indoor tennis in this property. He was trying to book that. And somehow he still had the key. So we get up there and we're like, okay, uh, where are we staying at? And at the time, he was still living with his parents. God bless him, man. Listen, God bless him. I, listen. I got back. I lost your. I lost your video. There you go, uh, dude. God bless him, man. I got back from. I got back from basic training. I had to move in my mom for a couple months. So, listen. When I got back from basic training, I had renters in my condo because I owned property and I had renters in there, but I had nowhere else to go. So I had to move in with my mom, and then I moved in with my dad for a couple months, and then I moved in with you and Brian, and then and then the rest of the history. But. He's like, listen, you guys can camp out in this uh, emptied out for sale department store. This what the f commercial space? Commercial space? Yeah, you can call commercial. it a commercial. This uh, this cleared out empty uh, in uh, uh, emptied out. It was just emptied out, non operating commercial space. He was like, you guys can camp out here for the night. And we were just looking at him like, what? And so here's the thing. I had no problem with that. I had no problem with that. Because the first thing out of my mouth is like, okay, where's the nearest liquor store? We're going to grab a bottle. We're going to grab a case. And let's, uh, let's camp out. And he goes, oh, no, I'm going home. And we're like, that's where I was like, nah, you're fucking chilling, chilling out. We're here with us, Holmes. I'm letting you know that right now. You're chilling out. We're here. And he goes, oh, you know what? Well, you know what's better? Okay. I'll get you guys into my house. It's got to be quiet. And it was like, we're fucking 15 again, sneaking into, sneaking into like somebody, sneaking into somebody's house, sneaking into their basement to camp out. And I'm sorry to rat you out, but you smoked at the time. And remember when he grabbed your hat off your head, he goes, dude, dude, my dad's allergic to cigarette smoke. So he took your hat off your fucking head and put it in the closet, and you're standing here like, like he took the hat off your head, and you're like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are we doing here, dude? And so 
and then he had to like kick us out like early before his dad woke up or some shit. It was just oh, it was horrible, dude. It was, it was, it was I'm like, dude, what are we doing, man? I was like, we're like in our mid 30s, bro. I was 32, I was 32, I think. I think you were 32 also. Early, early, early 30s, then. Yeah, we were early 30s, and he was like, he was a couple, we're, we're years, he was a couple years older than us. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, dude, we all left college 10 years ago, man. These, those days are over, over. What in the actual fuck is happening right now? Like, but the thing is, if we had camped out in this abandoned JCPenney, we would have had so much more to talk about, so much more to film. We would have been way more constructive. But this prick wanted to fucking like, oh, no, I'm just going to leave you guys here. I'm going to go. And I was like, give me the keys then. Yeah, dude, this dude wanted us to squat in that joint. I'm like, well, give me the keys. <laughs> give me the keys. And he was like, find us. we're going to jail. <laughs> but that's when he stopped. He was like, I was like, no, just give me the keys so I can go in and out. And then and then and then we'll meet you back at like your neighborhood or whatever. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. Give me the keys. He wouldn't do that. And then he started thinking. He goes, I don't know, but I don't know. Oh, no, oh man. Oh, man. I don't know, man. So, links to Below the Rim in the description below, man. Below the Rim. Links to, links to Below the Rim in the description below. If you want to check that out. It's a good watch if you're like... Like that's like early YouTube shit, man. Yeah. The way that they were. That was really like the first doc documentary that we did. So I mean, it was cool. Like I've I, I've watched I've watched it recently. Like I showed some people at work. Below the rim. Yeah, I told. I, yeah, some guys at work. Like I told them the whole story of. Of like we're filming this guy that was um, trying out for the NBA, and like I basically showed him like part of the first episode, and then like the last episode, you know, from from like okay, here's where we started, and that's where it ended. Like he didn't make it, like because of course he didn't. Yeah. No offense, but I mean, I mean, I I'm into it. Like, like, like you have to. Dude, he listen. Wasn't, he wasn't serious about it. That's well, I'm going to just leave it at that. He wasn't serious about it. If listen. He was, went to 40 tryouts. Four. As far as I know, as far as I know, out uh, total, even outside the documentary, total four. Yeah. But only two count, in my opinion. And that's what I got documented. Like, what you can fucking prove. What's on tape? There is no interview. There is no one-on-one, -on -one, you know, chastising of the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. There, that's not on tape. He told me he was going to do that. And I was like, dude, I want you, I, you, you need to use voice recorder. And when you go in, you know, click on voice recorder on your phone, put it, put it on your, put it in your pocket in your jacket. He goes, I'm not doing that, man. I know what you want. You want the dirt. You're, you're always looking for dirt. And I'm like, fucking dude, do it, do it or don't do it. I don't fucking care. It's not going in the documentary if you don't record. You record. I, I'm going to cut out all of your conversations about it. And there was a shitload of times where we were filming below the rim, 
that he would talk about this. And I cut it out. He goes, why didn't you put that in? I was like, you can't fucking prove it. It never happened as far as I'm concerned. It never fucking happened. You never talked to the general manager of the Nets. Yes, I did. You can't fucking prove it, man. You can't fucking prove it. You're telling me you went to do a D-League in, in, in Austin, Texas? Yeah. When? Gave me some fucking date. Who shot it? Is it on tape? No. Then it's not. If it's not on tape, it's not going to the documentary because it has to be on video. Has to be on tape. Has to be on film. Has to be on digital video in some way, shape, or form for me to put it in the documentary. You're, I'm not going to fucking sit here and like ask you about that. And you just sit. You just sit in front of the camera and talk about other D League trials you did. Those don't count. Because no one was there to film it. It doesn't count. It never happened. I'm sure it did. And, I, and, and, and keep, keep doing them. Because out of the fucking blue, you get fucking picked up by a D-League. So be it. You can do the D-League tryouts if I can't make it to film it. And if you can't find anybody to film it, fucking do the D-League tryouts anyway. Because at some point, you get picked up. I'll go out there and film that. Oh, but now you're chasing success. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, but I was also chasing, I was also filming failure. You know, there's nothing wrong with failure. Failure, failure is just an ingredient to success. Yeah. Quitting is true failure, but failure, you, you didn't make the cut, try, go to another D-League tryout. Honestly, I think he just wanted to be filmed. That's all. He, he just he just wanted an outlet to just talk shit. Exactly. He just and, wanted he just wanted us to film him and then make himself look good. And then like he really wasn't serious about trying out or, or the whole NBA thing, you know. Because if he was, he wouldn't even been worried about being filmed and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he wouldn't even worried about it. He'd be like, dude, my focus is on going to the NBA. Like I don't care. I mean, why getting filmed or not? You know, that shouldn't make a difference. I mean, for us, it was great because we had we had good content and we were actually working on a film project. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, for us, for us, it was completely different. For him, it should have been like, it doesn't matter if I'm getting filmed or not. Like, my main focus is to join the NBA and try out for these D-Leagues. That should have been what his focus was. Yeah. yeah. Instead of worrying about, like, what we're doing. Like, while we're, like we're just there to film, dude. Like... Don't Whatever. worry about don't worry about if Chris is here. Don't worry about if Brian or Chris or or Andre's here. Don't worry about that. Try out, dude. Yeah, but but like I don't dude, just go fucking play ball. Shut the fuck up and go play fucking ball, dude. Shut up. But he did he did a couple of tryouts and that was it. And he was like done. And, then... and listen, as far as below the rim goes. Only two D-League trials, and he fucking changes his mind. I'm going to go for M MLB now. MLB? Yeah. You're 34 years old, dude. They're going to get somebody that's 21. <laughs> like that's but, out. And, and now, as far as I know, best to my memory, best to my knowledge, best to like what a whole bunch of other people close to him told me, it was four D-League tryouts. Four. But that doesn't count, man. It's what's on fucking tape. Yeah. And, and, like, everything else is on tape. Him just running his mouth. Yeah, but, like, I, w I went to all these other D-leagues, and I was like, delete, delete, delete. Why didn't you put that in? 
because you can't back it up, man. This is a fucking documentary. This is you, if you want if you want to talk about that, you can write a book. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you do can, uh, major league baseball, dude. Like, dude, do a farm league, bro. <laughs> when you say farm league, you mean like a uh, uh, yeah, uh, minor, minor league, or, right? Like, like double A ball, like Bay Sox, right? Yeah. Like, dude, Bay Sox, like, like, like minor league, dude. Like, try out for minor leagues. All right, let's do. Let's season two, man. Below, below the diamond. But he was so hell bent on like protecting image that he had no image. Yeah, I don't like the way the documentary shows me. Compared to what? Well, it's making me look like a scrub, and I'm like, dude, we all we're all scrubs. We're all, we're all grinding, hustling, you know. But I don't think he was doing much to improve his game either, though. Like, like I said, like I told you, man, like he wasn't, he wasn't in, a, in a competitive league. Like he wasn't, he wasn't doing like, like two or three days, you know, where, where you're lifting and then, and then you, uh, you're practicing for two hours and then you're playing ball in a league at night. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing those type of things consistently, like six days Listen, a week. He gets, paid to, he gets paid to teach tennis. He gets paid to play tennis with kids. That's 85% of his cardio. Cardio, boom. And he's getting money in pocket for that. All he has to do, if he's at the right location, he could go down. He can, he can walk across the street. And for an hour, work on the fucking the three-pointer. The next day, teach tennis. All the cardio out the fucking block. Muscles loosened, muscles, muscles worked, whatever's. Walk across the street. Work on the foul shot. Next day, teaching lessons. He's getting that fucking cardio in. Mm -hmm. Cardio. Cardio training and drills. Are, are, dude, tennis drills and cardio and basketball cardio drills are like 75% the same. And then he has to concentrate on one thing after he's done with work. He goes, he walks across the street for hour, for like an hour. Threes for an hour. Threes. I mean, that's easier than you probably doing that. He has yeah. to. He he might have to dish out a few bucks and get like a net that you place under the basket that shoots the ball back, or he he might have to dish out a few bucks and 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 buy like I don't know ten reg basketballs and that net. You know the little net. It's at a it's at an angle, so when it drops out of the out of the basketball net, it hits that it hits that bouncing net and bounces back to you. Or you just put up a piece of plywood, and it'll and it'll come back down and roll up. Get a get a get a buddy. Get one of the kids. Hey, I taught you for an hour. I mean, like like you can work all sorts of different. Um, you can work all sorts of different bargains with a kid. Hey, listen, um, my ten o'clock. Oh no, what is it? Like he's got five lessons. So like, hey, two o'clock, no charge, but you got to come with me after. Throw the ball back. For an hour, hour and a half. As long as that lesson, as long as his lesson was for the kid, the kid's got to do that for him. Mm -hmm. Just stand, just just stand there. 
Jays, Jays, threes, threes, threes. Jump shots, jump shots. Fouls, 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 fouls. All fucking day. He's got the cardio and he's got the drills. Like on the tennis court, that's that's court that's court work. Tennis court and basketball court work is all the same work. And then you spend another hour or two after your day job. Dude, I'm working full-time freelance for myself, and I've been doing that for 10 fucking years now. And it's because I've done that. I've, I did it. I did it on weekends after Discovery. I went home after Discovery, and I edited and, like, wrote every waking, every free minute, every spare minute, every spare hour, every spare day was writing, producing, directing, editing something. The weekends was shooting a music video, working on a short film, something. Every day. And then I went full-time freelance after Discovery. And it was like hustle, grind, hustle, grind. On set, on set, hanging lights, hanging lights, hanging lights, hanging lights. Learning a little bit of this. Little, learning a little bit of that. Yeah. And, now I work, and now I work for myself, man. And it's like, dude, if you put in that work, yeah, but dog, we need to go to a bar. I'm like, I don't want to fucking go to a bar. I want to film shit. I want to shoot shit and film shit about the documentary. Nah, man, come on, the day's off. I'm like, dude, we've been having days off after days off, man. I'm not trying to do that. He wasn't serious about it. No, no, he really wasn't. And as it turns out, the whole goddamn thing was a fucking, you know, seven-hour, eight-hour commercial for his tennis club. Hey, God bless him. I got a great documentary. He's got a fucking tennis club. So, no, no, even Steven. Yeah. And he can complain about the, he can complain about it. He can complain about the, uh, the documentary all he wants, but he's got a fucking business. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure my documentary didn't help his business, but it, you know, at the end of the day, he probably showed a little bit of clips here and there from the documentary to promote his business. I don't know. I mean, there's ways to rip shit off of YouTube. Well, Dude, we've been going on a fucking hour and a half about this nonsense. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should wrap up. Yeah, well, listen. Um, you know, the next roundtable. I mean, it's it's October. It's it's October. It's Halloween season. It's fall. It's uh, you know, what it, uh, what, what what's the curse? What, what what's the uh, what's the Halloween curse that they always talk about in the Halloween movies? It's uh, the curse of uh. Oh my god, I can't remember. Yeah, I got to do a just speaking of Halloween, I got to do a Halloween track. Another one? That's all you do is Halloween horror trip trip hop hop trip hop Halloween yeah. horror tracks. Thinking about doing another one. Last one I did was pretty cool. It's been a while. So I want to start doing one every year. So, I don't know. I got to get pretty creative. You know, yeah, it gives me another project to do thinking about that, you know. So, yeah. Maybe I'll start working on that uh when I get back in the studio, um, do something pretty cool. So, hold yeah. on, I'm, I'm going to find this curse because there is like apparently it's a real thing, but they talk about it in Dude, Halloween. I can't, believe, I can't believe it's been a year, like almost a year since we went out to New Orleans, man. That's crazy. Like time just blew by, dude. Like, Sam Hain and uh, New Orleans, dude. 
2019. And, um, that was last Halloween. Yeah, damn, man. The time just seemed like yesterday that we went. It's just... Well, the curse is Sam Hain. Sam Hain Festival marking the end of the harvest season and beginning of winter or the darker half of the year. So Sam Hain, it's Celtic actually. So Sam Hain is this uh, Irish season, right? And it's like this gateway from summer to winter. And that's what autumn or the harvest season is. Sam Hain, and so Halloween was always centered around Sam Hain. So uh, you might want to look into that. You know, make a Sam Hain track. Sam Hain. Yeah, definitely, bro. I got a sneeze coming, <coughs> but yeah, Halloween, man. Uh, I mean, I'll make it quick because you know this is this is a. Uh, this has been a hell of an episode, man. Like reminiscing on Below the Rim. Links to the uh, links in the description to uh, Below the Rim. I definitely got to put a big uh, star against that. If you guys want to watch uh, Below the Rim, that was a what was that? A fucking ten part, eight part, nine part, ten part, something. I don't, I don't, I can't even remember how many episodes it was. Twelve episodes. Twelve episodes. Mini, mini doc. Yeah, oh. mini doc. Yeah. 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 All the episodes together probably turns out to like a full length feature doc, but um, but yeah, I checked that out. Uh, October's coming up, so I mean, hopefully on the next roundtable we can discuss some uh, horror movies. I I was just uh I was just on Shutter, the uh, the streaming service Shutter, uh, solely dedicated to horror and thrillers. Um, there's a documentary called In Search of Darkness, The Search for Darkness, or In Search In Search of Darkness. And it's a four and a half hour documentary on 80s horror. So they start from 1980 and they kind of cover all like the cult classics and the main classics, the horror, the horror, the cult horror classics and the main horror classics of from starting from 1980 to 1989 from, from, from Friday the 13th, part one to Friday the 13th, Friday, the th uh, Friday the 13th, Part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. And everything in between. The Changeling, Basket Case, Reanimator, all the, uh, most of the Freddies anyway. So In Search of Darkness is definitely worth a watch. It's a, it's a Shutter exclusive, four and a half hour documentary. Um, anything, you, anything you plan on watching? Any horror movies you plan on watching? Uh, except for... Uh, yeah, all the Halloweens. I want to rewatch those. Um, um, probably the Friday the 13th, some of the classics, Children of the Corn, the cult classics, uh, you know, maybe some of the newer stuff that's come out um, in recent years. Um, like uh, maybe I'll watch Poltergeist, some of the, some of the older movies as well. So maybe I mean, I'm going to just go on AMC and watch the, the 31 Days. Um, because they got a lot of good stuff on there as well. And I'm going to, I want to check out some of Rob Zombie stuff as well. Yeah. Some of the stuff that's been underground um, that he's made. Hey, so look. Uh, you raised a good point, Rob Zombie. Uh, what is this? Uh, the Lords of Salem um, took place in an actual haunted 
abandoned. You still there? I lost you.